Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. All right. Welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Nicole, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, you must be well, good. You just got back from vacation. Oh, I'm great. The vacation was great. Went to Paris, France for a few days, did all the touristy things, but then nice. went to the grand finale and, and uh, went to a place called Ancy France, which is on the border of uh, Geneva or Switzerland. So in the Swiss Alps, did some mountain things, did some picnics. Did There's this huge, beautiful lake there that we, my wife and I went running around, not all the way around. It's only 10K a day, but it's just, <laughs> it's, you see in the beautiful mountains, it's just, oh, it was paradise. But Sounds amazing. I'm glad you got that break. It's so important. Yeah. No, I think, I think breaks are always important, Nicole. So anything new with you? You know, we've had a busy summer. It feels like life is picking up. We've got a bunch of DIY home projects we've been doing. Um, mm. Although we had to take a break this week. It was so hot. We couldn't really be doing that stuff safely. So it was a good week to sit in the air conditioning. Um, but yeah, things are things are good. Things are busy at work, really picking up there as well. So that's exciting. Good. Yeah. It's hot here in Dallas as well. I think it's 105 or 108 or something. I was going to say, I feel bad complaining about the heat to you of all people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just been hot everywhere. Yeah. Um well, hey, you know, it took us a while to get to this, this this morning as we were kind of contemplating on the topic, but I think we got to something really uh, of interest to both of us. And yeah. uh, that's more around how do we look, we're B2B uh, communities. And so how do we kind of think about partner engagement and the way partners engage with our online community and even could be, doesn't have to be just online, but just overall community. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a super important topic because partners can play a really critical role but one of the things you and I were talking about is often the first thought when we get into partners is like, well, I don't want a bunch of people coming into my community mm -hmm. to sell, right? I don't want them yeah. just promoting their apps or their services. And, and so a lot of thought has to go into how you engage your, your partners. But one of the things that you and I were just saying is that we actually, that's been much less of a problem than yeah. you might expect. Like I've definitely had like the occasional where I have to go in and be like, Hey, Maybe you don't spam 30 threads with promoting your app. <laughs> exactly. But for the most part, one, when we tell partners like, hey, like users in the community really don't like it when you do that, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. What's the right way to do this? You know, yeah. they they want to be good citizens of the community. And two, it just hasn't been that much of a problem. Most, most people kind of get that like nobody likes just being sold or marketed to. They want to have a conversation. They want to have somebody that's going to help them. Well, I, I think that's exactly right. I've personally I've never had a problem with a, a partner uh going online and uh, saying something crazy, like trying to sell their stuff. You know, a lot of our partners, we have both. We have partners that sell our product, but we all also have partners that implement our product, right? Same. Yeah. We've got, we've got resellers. We've got people yeah. that offer like services and implementation. And then we actually have a lot of apps that have been developed on Zendesk and those are our partners mm -hmm. as well. You know, in fact, earlier this summer, we just acquired one of them. So there was one called Timeshift that did like workforce management and they've been around for years. And then just this summer, we brought them into the official Zendesk fold. So it's it's a really interesting it. ecosystem with with partners and the role that they play and and how they are part of the broader concept of the community of a business. So let's get a little bit tactical then. then yeah. You know, we we said that partners are going to be crucial, and for us, they are crucial. How 
how do you get them engaged and involved and what are some things that they can do, you know, to yeah. really engage into the community? Well, you know, first I think you got to think about like the value proposition, right? Mm. And for partners, it's not necessarily just about getting out there and like promoting themselves. They want to build up brand trust. Yeah. They want to be seen as a great resource. Many of them, especially if they're offering services and things, they might want our customers to hire them over and over. It's maybe a repeat yeah. thing. So it's important for them to build those relationships. I had one partner that came to us last week and I, I thought this was just the most wonderful conversation because they came in and said, you know, our entire app is built on Zendesk. Mm. And they were like, the better that Zendesk does, the better that we do. But also we don't just want to be like, you know, eating off of Zendesk. We want to give back to the community and we want to make sure that we're being a good partner and having a good relationship. So what can we do? And so we talked through the different things. So in our community, we've got a number of different ways we can engage folks. You know, one, um, some of our partners have opted to be community moderators. So people that are really active in our discussion forums, again, they're building up that brand trust, that sense of leadership. They actually share a lot of knowledge for free in the community, right? Yeah. If you're if you're looking to, to learn about like a theme customization, it's Im impressive to me how much they will go in and write out code and help people yeah. solve problems. And I think their hope in the long run is that they're demonstrating their expertise and they're building that trust so that if you want somebody to come wholesale do this for you, that's the one that you're going to hire. But they're really generous with their time and with their knowledge in the community. So I think that's that's one key thing yeah. for us is doing that. And, and the agreement that we have with them is um, they can put their logo like in their signature on a post. Absolutely. Right? They, yeah. We, we ask them to not go out and just sort of promote, but they can put their logo on there and they can share an app or a service where it is the actual solution to the question being asked. So we sort of have to draw a line at like, okay, don't go find every conversation that is loosely related to your app and promote a free trial. But if somebody's looking for something and you've got a solution, yeah, yeah. go post about it, go share it. So I think that's one way. Um, we have a number of ways with our programs, but I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you engage in partners in your in your online community, and then we can kind of talk about some of the other community programs that they can get into. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. And, and as I kind of think about why partners should engage, there's a lot of different reasons. One is I was at a meeting probably about a year ago uh, with um, our customers, some partners, and uh, a lot of uh, employees. It's like a I think we had 30 or so people there. It was kind of an employee meeting, but then we brought in some customers, but we also brought in a few partners. And one of the key things that our customers said was, because, you know, we have an enterprise software uh, that we sell to our customers. And so, you know, the the amount of money that they spend is a lot, right? So the thing is with our customers is, is they, they, they will go on whatever the partner says. So if a partner, from a competitor standpoint, if a partner says, hey, look, we have expertise in Reltio. We believe that Reltio uh, is your MDM system that you should go with. Or sometimes they might not even know who Reltio is. So how do you start built? So my thought was, and, and many customers said that. So I rely on my partner to help me make decisions like that, right? Because they are tied at the hip with, uh, with the partner. Our customers are a lot of times. And so that got me thinking is like, wow, you know, how do I, as a community leader, kind of push more of our partners into helping with community with that thinking? Because 
I want our partners to know who we are. I want our partners to think about us anytime they think of MDM or they're doing like this uh, digital transformation project or whatever, because Realtio fits in almost every transformation project like that, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but that that was a big issue a couple of years ago. And and more and more you're starting, I'm, I'm just saying community is one part of the many things that they're doing, that we're doing to try to do it. I'm not saying right. hey, it's all community, you know, but um, so with that thinking, you know, uh, today we have some of our uh, partners coming into the community, helping our customers to answer questions that they might have, because it's very technical, it's somewhat difficult, but also I've seen partners help other partners, which is pretty cool to see, you know, oh, like, yeah. oh, wow, you know, and so there's that Q&A aspect, kind of what you mentioned, you're right, you know, and I've not ever had a problem with, hey, come in use us as your uh, partner or whatever. Um, I've had facilitated conversations with bringing, you know, like a customer says, Chris, we might want to use them to do this. Can they do this? Yeah, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, and then get them on the phone with with that partner. Um, so there's that. And then the other thing that I've been doing a lot lately, and I've talked about this in the past, you know, I have what I call, it's community webinars, or I call them shows, just to be a little bit more outside of webinars, kind of boring. But we do webinars that are live, right? And they've been at times very technical about the product and things like that. But then I've also brought in thought leadership into that. So thinking about things like AI and ML or, um, you know, just at a higher level from a data management standpoint or data mesh or whatever. And so what's funny is, is that um, partners have been reaching out lately to want to co-market these community shows with their customers. So them bringing in a speaker uh, and talk about some thought leadership stuff within the space. So what that does is, is it brings more people from their end. So their customers and their prospects, our customers and our prospects uh, and other partners come up, come to these and, and uh, coming to these shows, right? So I get all of that information and I push it to my zoom right you know which is emails and things like that that i get all that stuff so it's been a lot of fun to 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 start those kinds of things and and i think you know uh for us it's been pretty successful and i can't wait to to see how that goes for the rest of the year yeah for sure i think you know we do community webinars as well we call them events um and they're oftentimes around various aspects of the product and how to make use of it and what the best practices are. And we've definitely found that partners have been some of our best speakers Um, Mm -hmm. because think about it, you know, they're out there presenting to customers on a regular basis too. And so a lot of them have a lot of those insights. The other thing we find is like, because they work with a lot of our customers, they have a lot of visibility into many different use cases, many of the pain points that customers have. And so they can speak to that. And it also means that they can provide us some great product feedback because they're not just speaking for one customer. They're speaking for maybe a dozen that they're working yeah. with at any given given point in time. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about how we launched our user groups last November, and that's mm-hmm. been a program that's been growing over the course of this year. It's just been really cool to see. Awesome. And at first, we didn't want to have partners lead our groups. We were like, nope, let's not do that because I don't want this to become like just the marketing channel for that one group. But what we have found is that our partners are the ones that have the most vested interest in making sure the groups take off and that they meet on a regular basis. And so we've really changed our tune on that. We really learned our lesson that partners can actually be really good group leaders. And like we said, really good members of the community. They understand that, you know, 
they can't just use it to promote themselves all of the time, but it's still a way that they can get out there and be leaders and be affiliated with us and really help that conversation grow. And so we do have a couple of user groups now that are being run by some of our partners and many that are just run by other end users. But those are the ones that seem to have the most consistent meetups and the most regular thing. And I also suspect part Hmm. of it is because they can do that sort of as part of their job, right? It's part of their marketing and their brand awareness is to go be a part of all of these things in the community. So that's something we found too. And I, you know, I'm always willing to admit when I'm wrong and I was wrong about not wanting to have those folks involved as, as leaders in the user groups. Now we still try to make sure that, you know, there's heavy involvement from end users. And sometimes we've got a partner and then they co-lead it with someone who's not a partner, who's an end user to keep that, that good balance. Um, But I think it's just such an invaluable thing. We're also starting to have some of our partners show up in our, our brand advocacy program. Um, so we just launched that in May. It's called the Zendesk Luminaries, and it's an opportunity for people to participate in all sorts of different activities at Zendesk, right? Whether it's volunteering to speak at an event or be on our podcast, all the way down to like, hey, yeah, I'll retweet everything Zendesk posts, or I'll just go answer like right. good community conversations. There's this really wide gamut of things that we present to people to engage with us. And we're starting to have some partners show up there as well. And again, be really active and be really really vocal supporters of the company. So I think it's it's an important part of the ecosystem to be thinking about and focusing on and empowering them to be able to engage, but also enabling them to understand, hey, what are the ways that you can engage that will build your brand trust and your awareness yeah. and your relationships? And what are the things that are going to make people just be like, oh, they're just marketing to me. I'm going to tune them out. So let's get into the harder conversation around, okay, I agree. We should definitely allow partners to do all these things. And how do we track success? How do you think about success when looking at partner engagement? Mm-hmm. And and do you work with, like, because a lot of things go through my mind, right? Like, I'm not yeah. saying I have all the answers because I don't. But as I kind of think about, like, all right, you know, like if we're doing a webinar, for example, so how many partner, how many people from the partner, do we do I track the amount of, you know, people that came from the partners, do I, do I start working with, and the answer is yes, but do I start working with, you know, the partner team to, to really start building, to, to, to really help them, you know, build those relationships with the partners, but also help community to, to be a part of that, you know, and, and what does success look like for them? So going to the Alliance team or, you know, those kind of folks, PS team, maybe, cause they work a lot with the partners, you know, how do they track success? How do they look at it? I, I think there's a lot that goes through my mind Yeah. Uh, when, look, I'm a big fan of just trying to go do some stuff first, but then, you know, to, to kind of keep it, you know, why are you doing this? You have to kind of say, well, why are you doing this? And what's the success metrics, right. not just metrics, but maybe the outcomes of what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you've always got to know how you're going to measure and show success, right? Yeah. So first we definitely work heavily with our partner team. We actually created a partners, like a private partners discussion space in our community this year. So the partners themselves could talk to each other and learn what they're each doing. And it works especially well for like our reseller partners who are discussing like how their, what their tactics are and things are like that. And so that was a big win for us was getting them on board by giving that team something, right? Giving them a space where we could help them connect with the partners and help the partners connect with each other. So I know that they're measuring success there a lot in terms of they're actually kind of looking at ticket deflection, right? How are these users helping each other instead of having to come to us? 
How are they helping create content and resources that now we don't have to create because they've done it? Um, so it's sort of funny. It's like a microcosm of a, a support forum for them there. Yeah. So that's one piece. You know, I think it is also looking at, like I said, we're seeing that our the user groups that are run by partners are some of the biggest and most consistent ones. And so we're telling mm-hmm. that story of, hey, these are the groups that are going over and beyond. These are the ones that are having regular meetups. These are the ones that are growing. But I think you also need to look at um, the impact for the partners, right? And how do you tell that story? And and some of that's got to be self-reported, but it's building that sort of feedback loop with them of saying, hey, you know, we want you to come join this and be part of this thing. And then over time, we're going to check in with you and want to understand, like, do you feel that this is having an impact? And what are you seeing as the impact for your business? So I've been thinking a lot about internal storytelling lately. And we yeah. probably do a whole episode just on that. But I'm a sure. really big fan of when you don't have something you can measure quantitatively, and even when you do, you can still tell the story. You can still tell the anecdote. You can still help people understand what the value proposition is. And I, I love doing that, especially with the partners, because oftentimes, you know, the really big wins are, yeah, I was leading this group and I built this relationship with this person and we ended up getting a contract and now they're our biggest customer and, you know, that kind of a mm. thing that really clearly happened organically through the community and wouldn't have happened yeah. or maybe would have, but, you know, you can point to like the fact that they made that connection through your community, through your program as a key part of their business. Yeah, and I think that, so let's back up a little bit because I think that sometimes as community leaders, we think that community is just the thing that just made everything happen. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I think that maybe that's true sometimes, but for the most part, I think we have to look at it as there's probably many things that happen. I was going to say it's one of the touch points, right? And you got to look at it as a touch point, you know, now I'm talking like a marketer, right? But (laughs) it's true. Like there's probably many things that happen. You probably had a partner success person or whatever you call them in your organization, talk to, Mm -hmm this partner about something they came to community did some things they saw some stuff on a website they you know what i mean like there's just like many different touch points and community can really the beauty about community is that you can really kind of push that conversation you can get them engaged and involved right there's always a way to do that and so there's i'm not like community is a big um big way of getting them, you know, engaged and involved and, and get getting them excited. I'm not saying that it shouldn't have more weight sometimes than other things, because downloading a, a document probably is not the same as somebody posting on the community or speaking on the community or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so you kind of got to look at that. And the other thing that I think about, and just to give one example is, as I kind of look at the, let's just put the shows because I always, you know, it's a big thing that I do. So weekly I have a community webinar that's live or whatever. And so when I'm starting to bring partners in, things I've been thinking about is, okay, when 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 a partner does a show, you know, what what does what does that look like? Not just the numbers because, you know, registration is good. You know, people that show up, okay, that's the sexy number, but it's not really telling the story. It's like, hey, people showed up, so they're interested. But what is kind of the... For us, we look at influenced pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. So how much do those shows influence the pipeline? So I can say individually each show, which which shows and, and how much they've influenced, right? So I could say, well, you know, this show over time really did a million dollars, you know, in influenced pipeline. Well, this show did three million or whatever, you know, and then I can start looking at 
and I'm not sure yet, but does one matter over the other, right? You know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But you can dissect that and say, well, okay, when partners do it because it's thought leadership, you know, it's about it's it's about net new, not not necessarily renewals or not necessarily expansion. Or maybe it's expansion, and I could say in net new they helped with five hundred thousand, and expansion they help with this or that. When you have partners do it, they really push that. So it kind of balances out these really technical webinars versus whatever. So all I'm saying is you can really dissect the data and, 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 uh, and show the true value of things that you're already doing, right. You know, you don't, you just integrate them into that process. Does that make sense? Or. Oh, it totally makes sense. Am I thinking of that right? Like just kind of. I think so. I mean, you know, we talked about this a bit on one of our, uh, more recent episodes, how important it is to measure things the way other teams at your company measure things, right. And get your metrics into that. And so looking at things like influenced pipeline from an event, you can be like, it's really interesting if you can start to see a pattern and be like, Hey, when we bring in our our partners as guest speakers, we see it influences a little bit more pipeline, uh, those events, or we see those ones that are most to this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's not necessarily, it has to be more than the other. It could be like, Hey, these technical webinars we do really cares, really pushes renewals and expansion, but these other ones do net new and expand or, you know what I mean? Like, so I think it's the story behind it. Mm -hmm. It's not one is better than the other per se. It's just, Hey, it's additional influence revenue somewhere, someplace potentially. Um, Or it's, Hey, when they do this, they renew two X more. I don't know, whatever it is, you know, but you've got to find that data. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, no, you definitely have to like, <laughs> speaking of partnerships, you definitely have to partner with your data team to make sure you're getting all of that <laughs> infrastructure set up and yeah. you're putting those things together. But yeah, no, like I said, I think you're thinking about that in the right way because that's how other teams report on things, right? Yeah. And, you know, I I think communities have matured a lot, but there are still other parts of the business that have been measuring a lot of these things a lot longer than we have. Yeah, And so it's important to learn from them and figure out like, where can you take something they're doing and copy it? Where can you take something they're doing and adapt it for your purposes? Because maybe you can't measure it exactly the same way, but you have to be able to show those things. Um, yeah. The other key to that is always, of course, like getting your baselines, right? And knowing like, okay, what did this look like before we started engaging these folks? And what did it look yeah. like? After? Zero to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's a very good point because my boss asked me yesterday. So I was telling her all the cool things that, you know, we're doing from, because she cares about influence pipeline and stuff. She goes, yeah, but you know, what's your goal? <laughs> I was like, right. I don't know. Let's first right time we've done it. You know, like I don't know. You know, like, can you guide me and and help me to to understand what I should put there? You know, like, because before, if you didn't, if you did nothing, you know, that's good. You know, and this this year I can say, well, this year I did this, and so far I'm on this. My goal is X. You know, but then yeah. I'd be making it up. But she said, Chris not to get off completely, but <laughs> all your goals are green right now. You know, that's probably not, she goes, great that you hit them, but probably isn't. It sounds like you set your goals really small. Yeah. You're ready to set your goals a little higher. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, I'm doing a lot of things, so I don't know, you know, but the point, the point well taken. So um, yeah, I agree. You have to set that and, and maybe it's then setting a partner goal to say, yeah, all right, I want partners to do X number of shows. I want them to do X number of posts and answers. And then the outcome is it could be, you know, uh, 
you know, a, a revenue number or whatever, right? Maybe it's not, you know, but because that's a little harder to get to, but maybe it is if you're already tracking it, you know? Well, I think this is a great place for surveys to come in, right? And this is something that I rely on a lot, like when I, especially when I can't pull data on something or there's like not a good way to measure something. And so you could go out and you could survey, you know, the partners you're planning to engage with and sort of say beforehand, like, hey, you know, what percent of your business comes from X, Y, and Z? And then like, hey, can you just keep track of it as we're participating? And then we're going to ask you this again at the end of the year. And see, you know, and maybe 60% of your partners say that they got at least one customer from participating in your community activities. And that's huge, right? That's something that the partner team really wants to know. That's something the business really wants to know how you're under, how you're building out that ecosystem and those, those relationships and influencing their success. Because how will you ever know if, if a customer even came to them and, and unless they told you, right? Right. So if you set it up as a survey, yeah. that you just do on a regular basis with those folks, then you can start to get your baseline and your benchmarks. Surveys. And maybe even it's just like, you know, asking the partner team, hey, could you add these two community related questions to a, a survey that you do once or twice a year hmm. and show me the results over time? And if you're asking the same questions every six months, you're going to start to see some trends, yeah. right? And maybe it's like, oh, we saw that partners were getting, you know, 10 leads a month from interacting with us. And then we started inviting them to webinars and the ones that participated in the webinars started getting 20 leads a month Yeah, because they were building that brand awareness and things like that. Um, you could also ask, you know, your community members, if they have a favorable impression of these things or like even like list some of the brands of your partners and say, Hey, do you recognize any of these? And then once those folks start participating in the community six months later, you can say, Hey, we built up brand recognition for these folks. Yeah. These are all different ways that you can measure it, even if you don't have an attribution model or a CRM or a data team that can back you up. Surveys can really help you prove your point when you don't have those pieces. That, that was good. I really like that advice. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> no, I it, mean, it, this is what I had to do in the early days and I was scrappy and I had no data to go on. I was like, all right, we're going to run an annual satisfaction survey. And we're going to talk about the things we do every year and see if we can make our customers like our community. <laughs> And if they're happier, we at least know we're doing things in the right direction, you know? Yeah. Well, Nicole, this is a really great conversation. Uh, You know, it always is. And I'm always learning from you. So thank you for coming on to another Peers Over Beers. Well, always. I love being here. And I always learn from you too, Chris. You know, we, we, this is the whole point. We exchange ideas. Exactly. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Thanks, Nicole.